With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A fresh tank of gas in and just enjoy the weather. 84 degrees at the high on Saturday and it was a wonderful day. Yeah, It wasn't so hot. It wasn't so nice inside of a... a dump truck today for my poor dylan that uh, works oh, for me down dylan. at the racetrack he I'll tell you what he's really coming around we have put we've been working on a, a racetrack on our we had a flat St- track right stadium yeah track. so it's more of a stadium style track kind of like we used to have at adele right, back in the day right. yeah. i remember that and um so w- the dirt we okay so i had three dump trucks running an excavator a dozer and a skid loader last saturday and we're going to get this track knocked out we completely demolished my field in front of my house behind my garage at home so they're driving back and forth and and that's where you stole all your dirt from it's where we used to have a hill there now we just kind of have like a knob i'm being serious you can see the pond from my house now um but uh the dirt was so bad and people wouldn't realize you know they don't think about this unless they're dirt bike people but the dirt was like a the the hardest brown clay i've ever dealt with it's it was clay Oh, it's terrible. So now we're taking, we're robbing dirt. I'm just kind of creating dirt from spots from my other racetrack that's down the river, which has killer dirt. And then we're, we're just piling it on top of existing track. And in, uh, you know, in a year's time of hauling dirt, it, it might not be too bad. A whole year. You <laughs> wanted to get her all done today. Nice job out of you. Hey, um, folks, want to thank you for joining us. It is Pit Pass Radio. Uh, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran. I'm Scott Casper for Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. Uh, if you missed the last interview or anything of the last hour, go back and grab it from the website. We encourage you to do so. Steve Wise uh, has a, a solid and strong message, plus he has a history to back it up. Dude knows what he's talking about. Also had an interesting conversation with Corey West, uh, the fill-in guy. Uh, who uh, had a pretty decent weekend. I got to tell you, had a pretty decent weekend. Uh, third overall, right behind Hayden Gillum and J.D. Beach at VIR. Uh, we also talked with Taylor Robert. A bad start couldn't stop Taylor Robert from winning the Cherry Creek Hare and Hound race, but that's no news. Terry, uh, Taylor normally does a pretty, pretty good job. All right, Grant Baylor and Chris uh, Parrish do up in this hour. This portion of our show brought to you by Light Hydrogen Racewear. Who makes it, Tony? Light hydrogen raceware? Who makes Fly it? racing. Fly See, racing. I'm not, I'm not always ready for these. Yeah, fly. Fly. Got to stay plugged in. You know, it's the first true lightweight raceware to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category that, Tony, that's the kind of gear you look for. It's the only gear I wear. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas and fly continues to develop and improve their premium gear with the addition of the new BOA system. It's revolutionary. It's waist-adjusted, offering fast on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience visit flyracing.com or dealer near you all right uh, our next guest is on the line and uh, we're going to move ahead in this hour so if you're keeping track at home we're moving chris Parrish up to the number one spot he joins us now does moto america twins cup series superstar chris Parrish. chris how are you guys i'm doing great how are you did you know about the light hydrogen race wear from fly racing uh 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Well, we got to get you hooked up with the good folks at Fly and get you. Chris lives on the on the road. You don't. Do you do much yeah. dirt biking, Chris? Guys, I, I've I've never really done any kind of dirt bike racing. Oh I, wow! I grew up doing. I did, I did a whole lot of bicycle racing and then straight to motorcycle, street bike. Okay, so you you took the big bite. So <laughs> so I guess that so it's a fair question that you don't cross train on any with any motocross type stuff or dressing. He didn't dress motocross. No cross dressing. No, no, cro- uh, no, no cross dressing. Nice. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I actually mix dressing. I put French and Thousa together on okay, myself. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, GC Services 2017 Suzuki SV650. You're a multi-time wear champ. Uh, Chris, you've been racing since 2003. How has it evolved? How has your career evolved since 2003? Uh, for me in general, I have... Um, Always been on the the SV since 2005. I did two years of, of a 600, then straight to the SV. But mostly doing uh, endurance racing with the Weirwood National Series and now with the N2 Series. But I've always done in, uh, endurance racing. And it's more fun for me, and I get more track time, and, and I've enjoyed it the most. Now, now you're you're racing the Twins, and you're, you're doing the whole series, right? You're the entire Moto America Twins Cup Series? Yes, sir. I am. I've signed up for the entire year. I paid uh, for uh, the entire season, and um, for the first time since uh, starting riding SVU, I, I want to get a national championship with Moto America, and that's what I'm gunning for to get the to get the top podium. Is there a discount for for buying it all up front? Because I'm always superstitious. I always <laughs> like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> There is. Uh, there actually is. It's a little bit of a discount, and it's so much easier. You don't have to uh, register and pay every round. You just you pay one lump sum in the beginning, and uh, you don't even have to stop in when you uh, at the track. You just kind of roll on in with your credentials and all your crew, and, and you sit up and have fun for the that's, whole weekend. That's cool. So you just show up, and, and surely at some point you have to go through tech or, or something, or are you just oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm Chris yeah, Parrish, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the cool part. But yeah, you still have to take your equipment through tech and, and get everything checked out and get checked in. Uh, Chris, <clears throat> you you talked about being on the SV for a long time now, and you know you, you're on the new SV. Um, what do you think versus the second gen bike? You know what? I guess I guess how do they compare? And you know, do you, do you like one more than the other? Uh, well, not really. You know, at the end of the day, the, the SV is still an SV. It still rides the same. You know, it still has the same engine, still has the exact same brakes, same suspension. Uh, the difference in between the new motorcycle and the second gen is the new one is it's one inch longer on the wheelbase. So the, so the suspension setup is different. The bike is taller. The, uh, the measurements of the shock and the forks are, are different, and the setup, and even trying to ride it is a little bit different. But, but like I said, at the end of the day, it, it's still an SV650. Nothing has really changed, and it's and it's probably the funnest motorcycle that anybody can ever ride. Wow. I would have to agree with you, Chris. I just bought my seventh SV myself last week. <laughs> I have uh, had a mountain of them. So have you. You recently competed not only on SVs, though. You ran the, the little bikes last year, right? I did for the past couple of years. I I raced on the Yamaha R3, chasing the Blue R3 Crew Cup Bucks. With, with, oh yeah, with with Weira and uh, racing. Uh, you know, 
Xavier again in the R3 Cup at the GNF, I almost beat him. It was like .06. I mean, it was really close, whatever the finish was. So me, me and Xavier has had a path of racing each other. And, uh, you know, one day I'll beat him on the SV, but couldn't quite do it at the uh, at VR. So fun. Well, you got a whole season ahead of you. Chris, what we haven't talked about yet is GC, for those who don't know, stands for your company, right? It's, is it primarily your business? I guess I've never asked you. Do you have partners in Ghetto Customs? No, it is uh, it's definitely all me. I'm a one-man show at my house. It's, uh, Ghetto Customs started uh, when I lived in the middle of downtown Nashville, Tennessee. In the ghetto. Uh, that's right. And his mama cried. Yeah, in the mid-90s, going in the middle of Nashville was uh, like a no-no. You know, you stay away from the bricks. But, you know, for me, (laughs) I work downtown, so I bought a house downtown, and and I actually enjoyed it. I I never saw anything wrong with it. But my friends were afraid to come visit me because they they thought I lived in the ghetto. But they just... I can tell. I can hear the Nashville accent now, and, and you're just hard. You, oh yeah. you, Like you don't. He's hard like that. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know. You don't be packing or nothing. You just you're you're it's Nashville you hard. You're you're almost as as t- as badass as Memphis. Almost. <laughs> Less barbecue. <laughs> I actually worked a little bit in Memphis. I'm a little terrified of that place. No kidding. Nashville. All right, let's get back to talking about the racing. But Chris Bishop, by the way, is on his second SV. I wanted to talk about Broadway and all the places to eat. Uh, we'll, oh, get, yeah. we'll get back to it Eating if we have time. Because I know there. Chris has a big following, and they want to hear about what happened over the weekend. Um, on Friday, um, while you were encouraged, and I think your team was as well, uh, wrapping up Friday, it allowed you the opportunity to rethink. I mean, you had an outstanding day, even though you weren't on new tires. So Saturday morning uh, saw a, a few more changes, right? Um, and, and to the bike in terms of settings and gearing change that uh, were a result of a discussion over dinner the evening before. Can you uh, can you take us through that dinner? Uh, you guys are exactly right. Yeah, me and uh, Travis and Keith um, – we just kind of discussed everything, and I did all day practice on the wrong gearing. I was, uh, I was, I was. My shift patterns were wrong. I was on the rev limiter a little bit. Um, definitely on used tires. The tires that I, I practiced and qualified on were the tires I won on at Road Atlanta. And um, but the discussion over dinner, and I did the the uh, gearing change, and I mean some massive rear shock change. And I went out there Saturday morning and just set a blistering pace, even on, like, old tires. I was really impressed, surprised myself, and, and not to mention, I just had a whole lot of fun, man. It's, it's just great. This whole experience is great. I love it. Beautiful. All right, so we continue the conversation. We go to uh, PJ. PJ? Chris, you're looking forward to the rest of the season. I mean, you're – this uh the twin series does it hit every single uh moto america round obviously with the exception of coda is it going to be at every round yes sir it, it hits every round other than coda um next one is obviously at uh, road america and then we go out west um and also at the same time while i'm doing the moto america stuff i'll be doing the into we're endurance with uh, team Arbom. so from the weekend of Road America, it's like back-to-back weekend hmm. of Road America racing and uh, endurance racing still on the SB650. How old are you, Chris? 
I'm 41. My goodness, still kicking. Yes, you still are still kicking. I mean, <laughs> you take a look at how you uh, you did um, at the start of the Twins race. You went off as expected, but uh, it was a big drag race into turn one where where you got shuffled back to fifth. How'd you make it from fifth to second? Uh, oh, in particular, I had a terrible start. I'm not used to this whole, you know, watch the red lights and the and the lights go out. I, I'm used you're used to, to the flag. I'm used to old school Weira and TCS, you know, the green flag drops and everybody goes. Um, so it caught me off guard and definitely went to turn one and fifth. And uh, But I, I shuffled my way up. Essentially, I have to uh, give credit to uh, Mike Coppola's engine builder. That, Mike, that motorcycle was so fast and I was just able to make up time. And, uh, and I knew VIR a little bit better than uh, Jason on the uh, Yamaha and was just able to work my way up and, and did really well. I got a, a thing here from uh, Chris87 on the wall in, in, in the Weir Forum. Um, you know Chris87? I do. That's Chris Wall. We we raced a lot back in the day. Oh, right. Okay. I was just reading it. It's Chris Wall. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the wall was on the Weir Forum. Big <laughs> uh, <laughs> Floyd the wall, right? Hey, yeah. I love that album. <laughs> okay, here it is. I'm curious to hear Chris's perspective on the handling of this new SV versus the second-gen bike. I think you actually covered that, Roman. But uh, I know he's... Stated it's not quite as good. I feel confident having raced him when he was on a sub-80 horsepower Superstock SVs that if this new bike handled anywhere as good as the old one and now has 90 horsepower, then that thing should be sick as all get out with him on it. Is that what he really said right No, there? it's not what he wrote. Okay. <laughs> Paraphrasing on radio. Okay. <laughs> uh, my answer to that is... is uh, the new motorcycle, especially after it, you, you take time to set it up and with the power that the engine have, that motorcycle, it really is fun and it is sick to ride. It, it's, it's an amazing machine, uh, and, and I have uh, no complaints about it. Um, it's just super fun, and uh, I really wish uh, uh, Mr. Chris Wall would come back out and race with us because... Uh, we had a lot of fun back in the day. Tell us about your rig. I mean, it looks like a party rig of five or something. Is that an Astro van? What is that? <laughs> Guys, I am. Uh, I have resurrected a 1991 Astro van. It is an Astro van. Oh my! He God. lives up to the t to the term ghetto customs. Is <laughs> he right. takes it too hard? Always has. Was it? Is it an all wheel drive? No, it's a rear wheel drive. Oh, that's good because the all wheel drive gets terrible fuel mileage. <laughs> it gets terrible fuel mileage and it makes a lot of noise. Yes, it does. And won't go as fast either. They I had one takes that about I, ten miles. An you hour can't get a top. bike in them, or at least not a not a dirt that's bike. Why it pulls a trailer, dude. Yeah, I get it, but I I had a, a uh, I had one of those and I absolutely loved the thing. And everybody thought that thing's ugly, right? But I love driving my Astro, and it was it was it was plush. Didn't you jump it? I didn't jump this one. Actually, what happened was I picked a hitchhiker up, oh and it boy. was like a here we go. I, he he peed in my seat <laughs> while we're going. I was headed to some race, it right? Happens. And it I happens. was I had the bike like wedged in there, and I and this guy's walking. And I thought, shoot, this guy, you know, maybe he could like pack my gate for me or something. You know, he's obviously he's a bum. He could hang out with me for the day. Nope. Instead, he said, "I'm just going right down here," and uh, he peed in my seat. And I never could get the smell out, and I ended up having to get rid of my Astro van. 
I wondered what you were doing every time yeah, I get. That's I get your in the story. Van. I get in the van and you had your you had your nose down on the seat going. I just can't get the smell out. Somebody peed in the seat. I and this, and it was a hapless uh, hitchhiker that takes the blame. I see. That's Jack DeLeon dialing in. Thank you, Jack. Good job, <laughs> Chris, Chris. Chris Parrish, our guest. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. You. Uh, You've been racing, it seems, quite a long time. It's awesome to hear that you're still running in Wera. Are you running the very same bike, or do you have a fleet of uh, other SVs and, and one that's only going to be your Moto America steed? No, guys, uh, getting this new motorcycle, uh, it has it has squeezed every resource that I can do. Um, I had to uh, trade off. I had the, the motorcycle I just got rid of, it was based off of 2003, and it was an endurance bike back in 2010, which essentially was made from donated parts and from, like, spare parts bins. It was built from the ground up with just essentially trash laying around in people's garage. And I built that motorcycle up, and I was able to put that motorcycle in the races and win races, even endurance races. But... I had to let it go to get this new motorcycle, just for it to be eligible for Suzuki contingency. But now it's a little, you know, kind of heartbroken that, you know, the older bikes are eligible to make money on. But still, I I really have a a nice uh, motorcycle and piece of machinery that I can ride. So, but no, no, just the one. Just the one. It's the one you'll be running, and Sammy, with, with your endurance efforts, are you guys running your bike, or has the team got a, another bike they put you on? No, uh, um, Mike and uh, Russell with uh, Team Arbom has a uh, has an endurance bike for us. Um, uh, the funny part was is that that motorcycle actually got rented. That endurance bike got rented to put on the grid at VLR, and it ran strong, and it and, uh, it did really well. So that's good news. Means you guys are going to be in good shape when you go out endurance racing. It's been a uh, it's been a long time coming to get you on this show, Chris. Uh, you and I pitted next to each other. I want to say it was at the 2012 GNF. I think 2012. Oh, yeah. G- yeah, you you and I pitted, and I and I felt uh, privileged to break it to you that pit pass was a thing. I actually had the banner, and I think we were pitted right next to each other. And we found out we were both from Nashville at the time. That's right. That's right. You guys uh, actually stopped through Nashville, and uh, you and I went out and had a couple. We had some of that yeah, barbecue Tony was talking about. Oh. Didn't he line up an engine for my R six or something? Uh, something like that. That's awesome, man. I didn't realize that I was talking. Yep, this is me. This is PJ. I was the guy who was pitted next to you, and that was you. Did far better at that GNF than I did. I think I maybe cracked the top five in the old guy race. That was probably my best finish of that deal. Um, oh man. But you were killing it on that very SV you were talking about, and I remember uh, checking it out and hearing the story that, yeah, this thing's been built out of essentially people's throwaway parts. Yeah, good stuff. You, you want his autograph, right? Because you admire guys like this. Uh, I was what, trying what, to get him on the show at the I time, and here we are. Four, four, five years later, we finally got him on the show. Have you ever thought about just picking up the phone and calling him and asking him to be on the show? Yeah, I, I, I probably should have done that, Scott. <laughs> That's how I make it happen. <laughs> you guys could call me anytime, man. I love this stuff, man. Well, we're Being gonna... a part of this whole Moto America experience is, 
It's, it's the greatest stuff ever. Is it I've getting never, better? Ever been is is there is an it... AMA race before? Yeah. And for me to go to my first one at Road Atlanta and actually win a race, I, I swear it's the Ricky Bobby moment. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe you... you need to get a bit of like a big cougar painted on your sweet Astro van, <laughs> like where the swoosh is on the back. Yeah. You get a big cougar Karen, and just say Karen, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your bike looks beautiful. I was just checking out some pictures, and yeah, they really came to you, Chris. Uh, it's a well known fact in the Wear Racing circles. If you want to go fast on a SV650, you talk to one guy, and there was another one or two for sure. But you are definitely at the top of the list. So it's awesome they finally came out with a series, pretty much tailor made for your uh, racing resume. Oh yeah. When uh, when the talks of this uh, twins uh, pro twins class coming around, um, I, I just talked to Beth and told her I'm like, there's no other opportunities that I want to do. You know, it, it I, we've got to do it. We've got to. No matter what we need to sell or what we need to spend, we just got to travel around, do this series because it was made for me, and I got to do it. So, and it and I, I'm just I'm blessed. I'm so lucky. This is so fun. Well, we enjoy having you on the show, and I'm not sure why your phone keeps doing that, but uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, listen, we appreciate you joining us on the program. Uh, I do want to give you a chance to uh, recognize some of your many sponsors, if not all of them. So uh, go ahead. You got it on a roll. Um, well, first off, I have to uh, thank uh, not only you know Travis and Keith and uh, Beth, especially um, Mike Coppolis and um, – Russell Mascar with the R-Bomb. They uh, put the bike together. Uh, Shoey Helmets uh, hooked me up definitely. VO2 Leathers. Uh, Wingman's Garage, those guys are definitely helping me out. Uh, M4 Exhaust, Hot Bodies. Um, and, uh, and I'm working on uh, Tyga, um, CNC parts that are in Thailand, working on those guys and Pitbull products. What about, who and, builds uh, the motors? Uh, Mr. Mike Copulus. He's okay, a, Copulus, a, there you go. Yes, he's yeah. in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's the he is the S V uh engine genius of these engines. Well, that's what we hear. You know what? I'd like to talk with him. Is there a way you can uh uh give him a shout and see if he'd come on the show? Tonight? Yeah, not well not well you know what? Why not tonight? Uh, I'm sure he's listening right now. I'll uh I uh I get you guys his phone number. I tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll go to commercial break, and uh, we'll do just that. So stand by. Uh, you're listening to America's Moto Racing Talk Show as it uh, unfolds before your very ears. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass. My name is Corey West. I'm an AMA Daytona Sport Bike Racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.